This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rackham Sound. And I'm Tiffany. We're going to be talking about comics in just a second, but we wanted to mention that this show has a couple of sponsors in it. Uh, the first of which is you guys out there who are watching the show live. Uh, if you're watching the show after the fact, we do appreciate it. We're really lucky to have you, but this is specifically for those people who are watching it right now. Uh, if you use the Super Chats... You can ask a question or make a comment. We'll read it here on the show, and those proceeds go to sponsor this episode slash the entire enterprise that is the channel of Comic Pop. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. I bet you didn't know you were a sponsor. Well, you are, so be sure to use those Super Chats liberally. Uh, the other sponsor is really not so much of a sponsor as it is we have a unique giveaway opportunity thanks to our pals over at Valiant Comics. Uh, there are going to be two people... We're going to win something today. Whoa, two people? I know. They're going to be giving away two is, copies. It's going to mess up the entire like, process. process. Maybe, maybe we'll have to do it twice. The selection, the algorithm. Mm -hmm. No, she'll be fine. She, uh, see, mod, our mod can handle it. I think you're right. Uh, well, there's a couple of stipulations, so don't get excited too, too early. You can win oh, okay. this Bloodshot Definitive Edition uh, trade paperback. It collects the first 13, 14 issues of Bloodshot. Uh, it's not just one through 13, also zero. <laughs> oh. So it's really 14 issues of Bloodshot. But yeah, uh, this retails for $24.99. Nice. And uh, two lucky winners are going to get themselves a copy of this. Or what are the stipulations? The stipulations are you got to live in the continental United States. I'm sorry. Those are the rules. So need not apply if you live outside. However, uh, to our uh, lucky winner of the first week before those stipulations were uh, announced on the show yes uh our germanic fan uh congratulations your book went out today actually Excellent. so That's it'll, fantastic. you'll be getting it soon hopefully before the so, holidays sorry guys this, so this, sorry this one's just a u.s only it's <laughs> true yeah and and from now on they're gonna be u.s only when we're when it comes to dealing with valiant but uh, maybe but, we'll do other things but we'll be doing other things including giveaways and whatnot Who knows? Uh, and those will go all over the place but for now uh if you want to win uh one of these i want you to use your hashtag uh we're gonna use, should we create two hashtags Does that help so no, I, it, th I don't think that will help. I think that will make it worse. I agree. All right. So <laughs> if you live in the continental United States and you are comfortable giving me your address, then use the hashtag bloodshot throughout the show. And Danielle, our intrepid moderator, will put your username into the system. And that system will then churn out a winner at some point towards the end of the and show. And then it'll work overtime and churn out a secondary winner. That's right. That's, that's correct. So, so there were two stipulations. Yes. There the stipulations are you got to live in the U.S. And, and you have to be willing to give us your address. Because I need to get your address and to send this to you. Yeah. Um, too many times did we do a giveaway on this channel where someone would win and then they'd be dis they'd just disappear off the face of the earth. It was like Thanos blipped them out. Oh! And uh, so, you know, and there was no way of doing it because back then we didn't do a lot of, like, live stuff. So it wasn't a, a way of, like, immediately getting feedback. We had, we'd have to wait a week or two to find out that they were, you know, incognitous or disappeared. So... You know, yeah. and by then the contest was basically just null. So instead, uh, yeah, hashtag bloodshot, use this, and we will uh, jump into it. So, yeah, uh, congratulations ahead of time to the two lucky recipients of this fine into the future. Uh, 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 trade paperback, I should say. Yeah, it's a uh, trade. It's currently on sale, 14 issues, retails for about 25 bucks. It's really not so, uh, not so shabby. 
And and if you're looking forward to seeing Bloodshot in February, this is kind of the basis for it. It uses a lot of the stuff from that you'll find in this mm-hmm. in that movie. So if you want to be in the know, you want to go to the theaters in February and be like, I knew Bloodshot before he was Vin Diesel. <laughs> then uh, get yourself a copy of Bloodshot, the definitive edition, issues 0 through 13. Right. Okay. We're going to pop back in and remind you of those as we go. But uh, yeah. By the way, big shout out. Last week, uh, Valiant had a book, Rye number 2 came out. Not bad. A lot of fun. Good art. It's an interesting story. You know, Rye and little Rye roaming the wastelands, getting into adventures. There's like a bigger Rye and then there's like a little Rye. Like a little boy Rye. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Tiny Rye. Tiny Rye. Riney? Anyway. Uh, so check out Rye number two. It came out last Rye. week. Along not, with, not like the bread. Not like the bride. No, not R-Y-E. No. R-A-I. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be Rye Bread Returns. Oh, man. If Ethan <laughs> were into comics more, he might consider Changing a brand his... change yeah but no but uh yeah so yeah let's jump into them uh i want to talk a little bit about some books that came out this week uh let's talk about doom 2099 yeah, number let's, one let's talk about that uh because doom 2099 was the only 2099 title well one of two that i was in any way excited about because it was written by chip zadarsky right and i was like oh man chip zadarsky He's proven to be a hot commodity. He knows what's up. He does. And you know what? Uh, I was not wrong. He did know what's up. This was the most engaging, interesting 2099 title since Conan 2000. I was going to say, excuse me, Conan was way better than it had any right to be. I think Conan beats this, but this was still really good. Only because I saw the twist coming a mile away. Yeah, well, you know, so here's the deal, okay? Doom 2099 or just Doom... I don't know what you'd call this, but anyway, uh, the concept here is that Doom has returned. Here's the funny thing, okay? There's actually a correlation between this and the other issue that came out this past week, Spider-Man 2099. Oh, really? Where they were both books, also written by, like, mainstays, current, you know, movers and shakers at Marvel. The other one was Nick Spencer. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're both trying to do that, like, hey... I actually read 2099, so I'm going to make a reference in terms of like thematic storytelling to those first issues. Because if you're familiar with this channel, or not familiar with this channel, you may want to check out a show called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We did a 2099 special. We did. And uh, we, bo- we did actually Doom 2099. And in yeah. that, the idea here is that Doom is you know, transported to the year 2099, not unlike this very issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finds some hapless passerby who take pity on him and help him in the wastelands, which also happens in this book. Yeah. Uh, he exacts terrible revenge and uh, looks for the, the, the big head honcho, the person in charge. In the original book, it was a character called Tiger Wild who was hilarious looking. <laughs> uh, and Tiger Wild, by the way, was like, oh, look, it's my old friend Doom. You see, the thing is, when I took over here in like 99 years in the future, or more than that, if you were reading comics back in 94 or 6, uh, the, the wastelands are choked with random Doom bots who will show up and think they're Doom and want to take over. Yeah. So I'm going to fight it. And it turns out this was not a Doom bot. It was... A dude who Doom. thought he was Doom, yeah. or was Doom himself. And uh, so Tiger Wild fights him, he does defeat him, and then he kicks him out, and Doom's like, I gotta go, and I gotta suit myself up. In this one, uh, Doom shows up, He's in. He, he, he has flashes 
to the past, which is not unlike his counterpart from the original 90s run, mm -hmm. uh, where he has flashes to a battle with Reed Richards, which is, again, what you'd remember if you read Doom 2099 back in the day. And, uh, you know, but, but this time, interaction's a little different. You know, Doom and Reed are talking about vagaries, things that happened that we never really saw any context for. Yeah. Doom's done something and it's really terrible, and Reed has to stop him. Mm. And so Doom is plagued by these memories. And so, you know, he goes through the wasteland, he makes friends, he builds, like, neat armor, he gives the guy a uh, perpetual energy machine, doom tech, that kind of thing, and uh, and eventually goes and seeks out and finds Doom 2099 of this era, who looks a lot more like Doom 2099 from the comics. Um, this Doom 2099 has a reaction not unlike Tiger Wild, where he's like, oh man, it's you again. Yeah. Here we go. And they fight, and... Uh, and you want to talk a little bit more about what, what happens after the fight? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Post the fight, which it turns out, like, you know, the Doom that is there. Is the Doom 2099. It's 2099 Doom. This Doom is somebody else. Another Doom. A, a copy, if you will. Yeah, except that, like, he acts like... Well, this... Wait, which Doom are you saying is We're, this Doom? Th this Doom. The Doom that had already arrived. Yes. The Doom that was there. The Doom that gets interrupted by our protagonist of this issue. Yes. He's the he's Doom 2099. Yeah. The one you may remember from exactly, 2099 because, Alpha that just came out. Because he remembers, like, you know... He was just like, oh, like... You know, like, I remember being confused or whatever when this happened. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what? But, um, yeah, our protagonist, um, Doom, mm -hmm. not the Doombot, um, gets flung from a window where we finish out the memory of the thing that I immediately saw coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, we're not going to do more of these, so, you um, know. I mean, like, it's fine. It was just funny. Like, there was, like, a few pages into it. I was like, oh, have they ever done that before? I wonder if that's what this is. Oh, right. that's what this is. Um. Reed had come to warn Doom about the fact that, um, I guess the UN, or not maybe not the UN, but, but like, like the world, the world council the was world coming council for him. Was like, you're you're done. We're gonna nuke the hell out of Latveria. Latveria is done. We're, yeah. we're so over you. And like Doom's, of course, like I could take it. I can do it. Whatever. I don't need your help. Get out of here, Richard. You suck. I hate you. And then he keeps seeing like Reed in his head, like like a ghost essentially. And uh, and it turns out that like they're actually in uh, spoilers. Right Don't now, every issue is spoilers. So. Spoilers, but this one in particular, like if you don't want the surprise, like sorry, right. here it comes. Um, but that uh, it's actually Reed's body, like, yeah. and that Doom and Reed are both in Reed's body. But since Doom is a more like strong-willed uh, individual and has a strong-willed personality, mm -hmm. he's in charge of the body. Right. And uh, his face is still scarred. He just can't get away from that. Well, Doom well, scarred his own it. face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He scars uh, Reed's face. There's a fun like reveal moment where uh, you know. Uh, Reed Doom, when you didn't know who he was, was grappling with somebody. He's trying to reach for this, like, for this, for this, uh, Hammer? facsimile yeah. of Mjolnir. And, uh, it's great because it's like a tension building moment, and you're like, oh man, like, is he gonna get it? And then he succeeds. And then they cut to, like, oh, it's actually Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. And, like, they show he actually does stretch to get it, but doesn't realize he did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then he dies in the desert. Yep. They with, just throw with him stretchy out. Arms. With stretchy arms. You're like, oh. It was fun, you know. Yeah. It was fun. It was like it was utterly disposable. It doesn't really matter, and it's not important. Just like the whole 2099 thing that they're doing right now, right? Uh, but yeah. So does that mean that that Doom 2099 is a Doom bot? No, I think that the Doom 2099 is like real Doom or the Doom of 2099. You know what I mean? But like, where would he have come from? Since this Doom would have remembers been his it? past, right? This Doom would be his past, unless it's a different like universe it's, entirely. Mm, well, it could be a different universe, or it's like 
maybe he doesn't die at the end and he goes back or that I sent Reed, but there's another doom that needs to go. I don't know. It, I he's a doom I don't, or I, he's actually the doom from 2099, the original run of yes. 2099. That's what I, I'm, I was, I assumed that's what it was, Right. but uh, yeah, similarly, they made this Spider-Man 2099 book. Uh, it's also a waste of time and money. Um, is it? It's Spider-Man 2099 again. Like you remember from the right. first run, but like it's Spencer. So he's like, Ooh, like, Oh, uh, I did. Uh, but you remember that, but Oh, a little more modern sensibilities, a little more like conventional current storytelling. Um, but you know, back in the day it was written by Peter David who like kind of was ahead of its time. So like he knows how to tell a story. So it's, it's almost like a weird pale in comparison like thing. But uh, it it winds up wrapping up where instead of Miguel, you know, finding out he has spider powers and then like dealing with it and propelling you into the 2099 story, uh, he runs into a future version of himself who's been living in the slums of 2099. Cece Ouroboros, yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Ouroboros, yeah. But that was the trigger word for Doom. Yeah, that was the trigger for the Doombot to blow up. Right. So it's like, well, it's all part of the whole 2099 event thing that Spencer's been pushing. Interesting. So, yeah, it would be interesting <laughs> if I cared. But, like, otherwise, it was, like, you know, good art, fine. Just kind of like, who cares? Like, you know, it's kind of like, what are you doing? What are we doing? Like, why? I, I wish there was a discussion about, like, th th it would be nice if there was, like, some kind of through line or some kind of explanation as to, like, what this is supposed to be. It, it, this is, like, a weird era for Marvel, because it used to be on Marvel used to be a couple years ago, up until about 10 years ago, Marvel was like, hey, we're doing a big friggin' thing. You better get your goddamn stinkers in gear because this is gonna go crazy. And you're yeah. like, okay. Now they're like, hey, what? Contagion. Yeah. What What? What the hell's Contagion? Oh, didn't you buy it? It was a six-issue event. What? Yeah. Hey. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Hey. Yeah. No road home. Shh, quiet. There's an event. I did one. Here you go. Don't worry. It's betraying that events don't matter. Like, thank you. But anyway, 2099 is another one of those things. Well, another stealth event. Yeah, yeah. Shh, quiet. Don't get too excited. That's fair. We don't want X-Men to notice us. So anyway. Get out of the way. That happened. <laughs> get out of the way. Get out the way. Of uh, X-Men. Why don't you talk about uh, Ghost Rider? <laughs> I'm just going to go right for it. Why not? Um, this is, this Ghost Rider uh, issue, uh, make sure to remind you, uh, facts about Ghost Rider that you may not remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they definitely, there's one thing in particular they want you to remember, and that is that, uh, Johnny Blaze and, uh, Danny Ketch are half-brothers. Yeah, that's right. But they want you to remember that. That's, like, a key. It's like, really important. They say it a lot in okay. this issue, right? Like, right, right. They say it a lot. And there's, like, honestly, like, what happens in this issue, um, like... Danny gets gets saved and and then he bitches about not wanting to be Ghost Rider again and um like he needs to be Ghost Rider again to stop Johnny who has like been infected by um hell essentially like like they're like no like I know like Lilith is making you think that like there's actually something wrong with him but there's actually kind of something wrong with him right we yeah never, there is like... we never get to Vegas like the cover promise but we're on our way to Vegas mm. and um like Stacy remember like Johnny's like old flame or Danny's old flame no. <laughs> Stacy was Danny's old flame who like becomes a cop. Okay, and uh, she got she got married. Oh, good for her! Like she got married. She's she got broke kids. the curse. Yeah, she's she broke on. the curse. And like, we also see like a sweet like like you know early uh, like oh cool native yeah Native American North Ghost Rider American, yeah Ghost Rider That's dope. who gets like totally like wrecked um, regardless of that. 
But, like, the key for me here is that, like, you know how I make fun of Danny for, like, not wanting to be Ghost Rider? Obviously, I get it. You're cursed. Who really wants Your that? head's on fire. But, you can't make out. I get but, it. But, like, he's got, like, he complains the most. And, um, essentially, like, Danny is, like, just like, no, I'm finally free. I don't have to do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, everyone's like, you have to go and help. Like, you're the person. He's like, but I'm not Ghost Rider anymore. He's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm pretty sure you can find a way to make that happen again. Sure. And so, like, he goes and talks to Stacy when yes. he's drunk outside of her house at 3 a.m. And she's like, can we, like, go talk over here so my husband doesn't see me talking to my drunk ex-boyfriend? Uh-huh. Um, so they, they chat for a little bit. And, like, she's like, listen... Like, you and I need, like, you need to be quiet, and I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff. And here's what I'm going to tell you (laughs) is that, like, I'm a cop, and that I have been working a case, and, like, many of these cases have something to do, obviously, with Ghost Rider, and (laughs) now some cops have been killed. Oh, no. And, and, like, I, he's, like, tries to keep interrupting her. Right. And she's like, I know it wasn't you. I know there's a different Ghost Rider. Yeah. I know there's multiple Ghost Riders. Right? Like, she's like, I get it. She's like, but you need to tell me what you're going to do about it to stop it, because, like, you don't understand. He's like, nothing. Now that cops have been killed, it's going to explode. Yes. Like, we need to get ahead of this, essentially. Sure. And he's like, well, I'll tell you who the other ghostwriter is. It's Johnny Blaze. She's like, your half-brother? <laughs> he's like, yes. yes we've for, established this. For, like, the seventh this, time in the yeah, comic. I'm your, yes, yeah. half-brother. Um, and um, then he's like, but I, I don't want to be ghostwriter again. Uh. And he's like... Don't you get it? Like, I finally got my life back for, like, five seconds, and all of a sudden everybody wants me to ghostwriter again. Like, I lost, <laughs> yeah, because... my, I lost my sister and my life and you, all because of ghostwriter. She's like, hang on. You didn't lose me because... You were ghostwriter. Ghost you lost me because you lied to me, like, all the time. If you just told me and hadn't hidden everything away from me, she's like, I moved on because you were not the one. Right. Sorry. Yeah. And she's just like, so I, I love this moment where she's just like, you know, if you hadn't kept everything hidden from me, regardless of the reasons you were doing it, it, it maybe we would still be we. Aww. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, burn. burn on... Not even hellfire no. burns that hot. Exactly. But like, basically, she's like, I get it. Like, you, like, you're protective and all that stuff. And if you really want to help out and you're the caring person that I know you are, then you're going to, like, man up and go be Ghost Rider. Right. And he's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, nobody wants you, Danny Catch, unless you're Ghost Rider. Right. Go be Ghost Rider. It's true. You're not relevant <laughs> or interesting unless you're Ghost Rider. Um, meanwhile, Johnny is like still hunting down demons. Lilith's plan is to make all the demons leave hell and then come back and retake it. Okay. Um, and they're going to do that. And Johnny's on his way to go talk to Mephisto. Oh, okay. And also killing demons along the way. Cool. Honestly, this issue was way better because it shows the awareness of Danny Ketch's like issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? In a way where we're not just like, it just happens to be a trend or it just happens to be how it was written back then. Like it literally seems to be addressing the problem of Danny Ketch constantly running away from everything. Right. Let's actually like take that. Like maybe it was an accident that it happens to be that all Danny Ketch ever does is leave right. and turn it into an actual character development thing. Right. And, and, and so like for me, I was like, Oh, this just got a little more interesting. You know what I mean? Like, how, like, Danny Ketch is going to have to make a deal with the devil, and either he's going to trick Mephisto. But didn't he not not before? Well, I guess I. All he has to do is go find the gas cap and tap it. No, because it was taken away from him. Well, he can just go get it, right? No, no, no. I mean, the spirit of... They said the spirit of vengeance was. But he didn't have the spirit of vengeance. I know. He's not the Zarathos. Well, I That was the big thing about him. Maybe he's going to be Zarathos. That would be stupid. Why wouldn't he just be vengeance then? Hey, turn him into vengeance. No. Maybe he'll make a deal with the spirit of vengeance that's in Blaze. Mm. And that will leave him and that will maybe be what... I don't know. 
regardless, like I'm actually more interested and more invested in this uh, book than I was earlier. Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. That's rare. Savage Shona Conan came out last week. It I did. said it was written by Roy Thomas. It turns out it was not, but that was based on the site I was looking at who was using old info, so sue me. Yeah, the, the, the comic, like, what's <laughs> happening, what's coming out next week, there's like many websites you can use. The one that we used was, is, is constantly crappy. Yeah, I should have known better, uh, but I thought maybe not. Um, this one was written by uh, Frank Thierry. Yes. And uh, it's basically a one shot. It's fine. Okay. This is probably one of my least favorite Conan stories that I've read. Uh, it's a. It's gonna happen. It's gonna when happen. You, when you inundate the market with Conan, yeah. like eventually one or two of them are gonna be like, oh. It was just a very like simple kind of. Yeah. Kind of deal. It was just, you know. Muscles and swords. I it assume. really was very much that. Like, that is ex exactly what it was. And, like, let's be honest, that's a huge part of who Conan's character sure, is. Sure. But I can imagine Frank Thierry just being like, hey. Yeah. I see all you guys having fun with Conan. Yeah. Let me have a shot. Uh, Conan has a big barroom brawl, leaves the bar uh, in like ruins, uh, goes out to purchase some food for himself, runs into a child who um, he he is duped into caring for, essentially. Okay. Like, there's this girl, and, like, she's, like, chatting with him or whatever, and, like, Conan immediately takes a shine to her, and then she talks about how basically her family's kind of abusive or what have you, right? And then, like, some cloaked riders show up and, like, take the child away, and Conan, like, tracks them down, kills a whole bunch of them, um, before one of them reveals to be, like, this woman who's just, like, oh, cool, whatever, you're serving the demon master. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're the <laughs> one who's like a, a jerk to your kid. And they're like, that's not a child, it's a demon. Oh, that no. like took the form of a child and now we're trying to put it back into the volcano of whence it came, um, like the one ring. And Conan's like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? And then the thing basically turns like partially demonic, takes this like... Um, collar off that it had on it that was kind of like keeping it together okay. so she's like neat and you killed all my pals thanks <laughs> no you're great i am great shut up Thierry. <laughs> i mean lady um so basically they end up like uh fighting the demon it like they disable it to a to a degree get it up to the volcano where it turns back into the kid and it's just like, don't please kill don't kill me, me conan and conan's like yeah fuck you you're right and just throws it into the fire okay that's it. That's the last issue of the series. Damn! <laughs> Hell of a send-off. Thanks, Frank. Wait, really? It got canceled? Yep. Twelve issues. That's usually when they find they, that's, they that's, that's That's That's... Alright, cool. Yeah, that, that was the weakest link of it, I would say. Um, it would have been better if, I guess, uh, Roy Thomas had been able to extend his story into four issues instead of three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before I move on, I'm sure we have some super chats that we want we to do, We do, we uh, do. Alright, uh, let's jump in. I feel like there's quite a few. There are. So. Uh, Smarty says, just going to give some sponsor money before sleep. Well, thank you well, very thank much. thank you so much, and have uh, a good sleep. Yes. <laughs> Get some rest, and we'll uh, see you when you catch this episode again. Uh, Supercliff, not a fan of DC Bendis. Too many new characters, and from DC Storage, feels greedy. Can't wait to hear your take on Superman 18, Missing Tomasi. Yeah, we're going to talk about Superman 18, the reveal of Clark Kent's identity. Uh, Rogelio Canella, realist comic channel I follow. A realist. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, we were realists. Like... <laughs> Realists. Yeah, realists. No, uh, the Realist Comic Channel I follow. Quick question, what do you do? Uh, what do you digital comics need to beat physical? What? Oh, what do they need to do? Um, lower their prices and, uh, and advertise. Because, like, there is almost, like, there's virtually no marketing budget for comics overall. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact is, like, digital doesn't need to do anything more different than print to get people to read comics. It's more that, like in order for digital to surpass or to, like, overtake, mm -hmm. they need to be more accessible and cheaper. No, they definitely do. And I think a big part of it, of course, is the fact that um, 
I know brick and mortar companies which I want to shop local and support local business um, that they have a deal with digital because digital can get their product out that much faster and so that the pro- the prices have to be equal. Yes, the they have fir- to be equal the- and they have to come out around the same time. Right, but it has to be equal to at least the first week they come out. Yes. Um, for example, if you don't see Marvel and DC doing this so much, but if you look at like an image book, if you don't pick it up the first week it comes out, while yes, you will be hurting um, the sales of that book, and of course, you know, questioning whether or not it will continue. Um, the next week, it usually drops. Yeah. Like if it's a three ninety nine, eventually you're going to see it at a dollar ninety nine, and so it's really easy to go back and pick up back issues online um, for for books. Um, I I think the price thing is the biggest factor because the like when you think about it, I'm spending three ninety nine, four ninety nine, five ninety nine on a book like 10, 15 times a week. Right. That I don't actually like. I own it. But I don't own it. Well, you can like, download it. You can you download can. it offline. I know somebody actually mentioned in one of our piracy episodes. They yes. said they said that Comixology doesn't allow me to uh, to read comics offline, and that's just not true. The fact is, especially on your phone or your tablet device, uh, you, you can, can download the comic directly, but through, you have to view it through their. It reader. has to be through their app. But what I'm saying is, like, there's something about like having, having it. a physical like. Thing. Yes. Wait, where's the thing I can actually be holding? Oh, you mean this? You mean this giveaway? We should use the hashtag Bloodshot. You yes. can actually win Let's one of two copies. Um, we're like, I, I, I have this physical thing in my hand, and so there is something about that ownership. Although, of course, some people prefer digital simply because they don't have the room for it. There is something about that where you know that, like, your guy, like your buddy over there, like went and to the comic book store, and now they have like these things that they can go get signed. If well, not they only that, to. but also like, I don't know, I, I, I don't have a lot of digital movies because of like the temperamentality of hard drives and i'm like well, what if i ruin like what if i lose everything so i'm paying a monthly fee basically to have cloud storage for all this shit and of course it's, we're talking terabytes so it's yeah. like it, it, and it's the same problem with comics where it's like i would love to just have nothing but digital comics but what what if like the servers go down or what if my hard drive no, dies? But, like, there's always, but like what if you have a fire? You know well, what I that's mean? true. Like, so but, there's, like, yeah, there's more likelihood of my of of, of my hard drive failing or me like, not wanting to pay a twelve dollar a month fee for online storage no, than my it. house burning. Down. I get it, but like so I think there's like pros and cons to both sides of it. But I think the price issue is the biggest, the biggest issue right yeah. now because it's like you're not getting a physical thing and you know it didn't cost them as much money to make that right because you only had to pay for the like the company itself to keep its like lights on you have to pay the writer the, the whole creative team yeah the creative team but you don't have to pay for the printing no and so like that's where the cost should be cut but instead they're just making hand over fist in a sense yes there. yeah they're making so, like, extra there's really revenue. actually no reason for them to want to do that no. except to possibly increase sales and be able to get into new markets which they off- which they absolutely should anyway I agree eat that horse alright you guys convinced me to buy some Valiant uh, never read a single issue or know what any of the series are so where would y'all recommend starting you guys are wonderful thanks eat that horse uh, you should couldn't go wrong in Bloodshot, but I mean, like the fact is, it depends on what your what your tastes are. If you like mm-hmm. supernatural stuff, you might want to check out Doctor Mirage. Yep. Uh, if you like um, like crazy anti like alternate history stuff, you might want to check out Divinity. Um, you like uh, you if know, you like humor, I guess you could go check out Quantum. Quantum and Woody. Woody is definitely worth checking out. There's a new series coming up soon. Quantum and Woody will be written by Chris Hastings, so it's going to be freaking hilarious. Uh, if you like Conan, you might like Savage. Uh, you know, there's a lot of books. Uh, if you like. Um, if you like Conan, you might not want to check out the most recent reboot of Exo Manowar. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be another reboot of Exo Manowar, but the previous one was, like, neat. Yeah. It's and, like John Carter meets Conan. And if you like more indie stuff and you're looking for something, like, uh, a little more violent and gory, but also with, like, a mystery, uh, you can go check out Britannia. Yeah. 
Meow Nian says, uh, finishing up my teaching internship and hey, finally checking this live. congrats. Thanks so much for making these four months more tolerable. Well, then welcome back, man. Uh, and congratulations on your teaching internship. It's not internship. an easy thing that you're it doing, so congratulations. Uh, Punk Pinata, hey guys, love your show. I know this is way late, but what do you think of the Black Hammer Justice League crossover? I liked it, though Jeff Lemire really shit all over Aquaman. I didn't read it. I don't. Uh, I didn't read Black Hammer, so like a crossover with, with Justice League is not my way of getting into them. I should just read Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just didn't read it. I have it. it. So I have no... Yeah, you do. Um, I do. But I, I haven't read the crossover. Neither. Uh, Bruce Phoenix, can you please do a Q&A after Wednesday? I finished my finals then. <laughs> and boy, do I have some questions for you, Tiff, Ethan, and Ben, if they are also there. Uh, they will not be around. We're not doing a live uh, thing until after we hit 100,000K uh, on subs, which will be in the next 5, 6, 12 years. Uh, but we are doing a special Q&A Elseworlds at some point in the near future, just to... You know, round oh, up the year. Oh, cool. Uh, and maybe we'll do some one here. That'd be kind of fun, right? Like kind of like off the cuff, off the rack. Ooh. Uh, Zberm, can everyone please stop buying Ben to Superman? That'd be nice. You got to stop pre-ordering Ben to Superman. Yeah. Come on, stop. Uh, and uh, Jamie Wild. I said that right. Uh, <laughs> says, hey, Silent Tiff, hope you're well. Getting sick of the Superman run. Didn't we just reveal his, his identity at the end of New 52? Yes, we did. But Bendis didn't do it. So let's talk about Superman number 18. You're going to go uh, right into yeah, it? I feel like that's what everybody's waiting for. No, there, there's X-Force. There's uh, there, there, there's Dark Knight Returns, The Golden I'm Child. I'm Superman's the one they're all waiting for. I, all right. <laughs> Bruce Phoenix says, I'll be picking up Batman Universe on trade after next semester. Should I also pick up Superman Up in the Sky from Tom King? Love to see them both on back issues. Yeah, man. Uh, I haven't finished Up in the Sky, but from what I read, it was good. It's also got some great Kubert art. Batman Universe, I think I enjoyed more. Darrington's art just trumps it. I, I love still- Andy Kubert, but Darrington's doing another he's on another level he is uh but batman universe definitely picked that up uh i i want when's the trade coming out because i gotta go grab it as soon as i can um up in the sky yeah i would check it out honestly uh algebra i can't watch but here take this for the cat may they feast well thank you very thank much, you so much. Try, and thank you for checking us out hopefully if you're not watching this live you are watching this on the later part of the viewing so mm-hmm. welcome and Batman. the cats appreciate this they really do even though they can't <laughs> express it and joffrey candolo been wa- following this awesome channel from my home country of congo <gasps> Now that I'm in Canada, I can finally donate. Thank you, man. Oh my gosh! And welcome a, to Canada. That's a that's a that's a crazy move. That's a crazy commute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but hey, uh, yeah, enjoy it all about all about it, eh? Yeah. You know, now you have to get into hockey and back bacon, good health care. Yeah. Well, maple affordable health care. Affordable health care, <laughs> maple everything. Yeah, that's right. Friendly people. Right. You know, it's funny. These are the stereotypes that I think of when I think of Canadians. One time I was accosted by a a gaggle of teenage 'er ne'er-do-wells who told me to go back to where I came from. So they're not exactly the, 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 the... well, I've never been to Canada, so they're 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 as friendly as my my stereotypes are telling me. Mm. And denial says I came for the latest episode uh, update on Venice to Superman. Well, we'll I talk about you. that later. Denial, denial. Um, yeah. So uh, TMNT had its hundredth issue this that. past week, uh, and basically wraps up the City of War or arc. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of thought they were going to stop, but they're not. They're actually going to dovetail this into another uh, run, like just more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was good. Cool. You know, I, I don't want to spoil it because it kind of culminates literally the last hundred issues of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, all right. But uh, but it was good. You know, it was like, I like the Ninja Turtles from IDW. I love this uh, creative team. I think they've done a great job of keeping together this like cohesive universe that's sprawling and epic and ridiculous and yeah. all over the place. Um, it never quite felt like it... War, like it was 
I respected the effort and key moments more than an overall run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about Curse of the White Knight. I'm like, Murphy's doing everything right. And even though it's not essential or important, everything that's happening is good and and of a high quality. So I'm it, like, there's no complaint. With Ninja Turtles, it's like, it's everything is really going well. But there's just, there's always something that's like not quite there or it's like almost there or it's just, it's just, it's just good. Mm-hmm. It's not great. It's not perfect. It's just good. And there's, I don't think there's anything you could really do to make it perfect. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and, and the, 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 the changes they've made, the decisions they've made, the effort they've put in has all been commendable. It's all incredible stuff. It's just, it's just. It's just a good run, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the 100th issue was a good thing. But, like, there are issues that w- where, where things happen and it's brought me to tears. This, I was like, I should care, but I'm kind of like, okay, that was cool. You, you really handled this, like, big last moment reveal brilliantly and it just did a great job. But I just didn't feel it in my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, like, that's a... I, I'm sure in German there's a long word that means what I'm feeling. <laughs> but, unfortunately, it's just, it's just a good series and I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just, for some reason... And I, you're talking to a guy who loved the Ninja Turtles in a big bad way, mm-hmm. um, but it just never really got back it into my re- heart. Didn't resonate. It just didn't hit me the way it should have it's or on, could have. It's vibrating on a different frequency. It is, but it's good <laughs> shit. Like I recognize quality. It's just kind of like it's just it just didn't get no, in there. No, but that's that's good. That means that like Gans Sheer apparently. <laughs> what? Gans Sischer. Really? Uh, we'll see. I, it probably means that I'm an asshole in German, but we'll see. But in any I'm case, learn that one. Uh, but no. yeah, but thank you, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, Ninja Turtles number 100. It's, it's just as good as the first issue. You right. know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. It's, it never got better. It's just like, if you thought Ninja Turtles number one was amazing, it's just as amazing. Well, then that's like, that, there is something to be said about consistency. Yeah, it's, it's the most consistent run I've ever freaking seen. Mm, okay. So I don't want to wreck it for you. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight, uh, number five. This is a series that, like, again, it's just it just works on every level. It's an alternate reality. It's Sean Murphy doing everything with Matt Hollingsworth. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know, because it takes place in another universe, nothing they're doing is sacrilege because it doesn't matter, right? Right. And you know and that... And there's no question that it's in another universe. Right. It's not trying to do something else. It's literally just a hodgepodge of everything that Sean Murphy likes about Batman. Mm. He's made one universe out of it. And for whatever reason, he decided to make Asriel a big key player in it. But even then, you could tell he doesn't really like Asriel because he's like, let me just add all this made-up stuff to make Asriel interesting and, 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 you, and worth talking about. Right. It's like he saw Asriel was like, that's, a, that's such an awesome costume. And then he looked it up and he's like, that's horse shit. <laughs> like, oh, that's boring and stupid and I don't care. Right. So right, I, right. I, I love that. And I'm like, so he's just like, here's something else. And, and it works. And he's like, he's weaving this intricate tapestry uh, of, of myth about Batman and the Joker. And he's, he's deliberately playing, like, you know, he's deliberately kicking the can down the road yeah, for the most part. But it's like, eh, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's, I don't care because okay. it's also consistently good. Right. You know, he's doing shit where I'm like, I, I, I was just like, yeah, right. This is part of the story. And then I thought about it later. I'm like, oh my God. Like literally Azrael kills the entire Rose Gallery of Batman. He just walks through Arkham and kills everyone. Oh. 
Two Face, Isley, Mister Freeze, everybody. What well, what is up with Pammy lately? Getting offed. Well, <laughs> because no one has, because no one can name more than two good stories they've ever read her in that don't also have Harley Quinn in them. That's why. It's not true. Name three. Like, <laughs> but like, and they're good ones. You know, Neil Gaiman actually helped do something really uh-huh. cool with her. But like, no one else today cares enough to do something good with that character. Yeah, I hear you. It's really frustrating. Although I think, no, they... what's his name? Yeah. Harleen. Oh, yes. Stefan Sejic. Yeah. Wants to do an Isley book. Yes. Which is, I want that. Which, I want that. buy Harleen if you want that. I am. But like, I'm just. I think I'm buying it physically and digitally. You like, are. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like cheating the sales here. Yeah. But like, <laughs> again, it's just some cool stuff. And like, it's, it, it's, if it weren't so good looking, it would be like, oh, that's cool. Like, it would be like less, less of a reason to, to be excited or, or, or scream from the rooftops how great this book is. Right. But the combination of consistently excellent art and this being kind of like a fearless story. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to tell their Batman story, but they're like, I got to do these things, including me. If I ever got Batman, no Robins. It would be Alfred, Batman, and like something messed up. But I would deliberately pick a villain that nobody's done anything cool with because I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I would keep all these elements and I wouldn't kill anybody. Gordon too. I'd keep Gordon too. You know, but this book is like, no, kill everybody. Right, Whatever. Let's right. let's let's take away everything that makes Batman like you know, Batman and see if there's still a Batman at the end of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's really cool. Like what a what a bold book. That's good for cool. you. Yeah. Yeah. So Well no, it's good because like he knows that he's playing in a sandbox that like is just his and, he like, built. He, yeah. He built it, he doesn't have to worry about it, and like obviously he's not worried about like keeping it ongoing forever. Like no. not always visiting visiting this universe. Like yeah. he's just like, it doesn't matter, it's fine. Yeah. So Check it out. Know. It's cool shit. Uh, Batman Curse the White Knight number five. Three more, I think. I think does he goes he split up to two face down the middle. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets a poetic death, you know, like kind of. He he chops and crocks mouth. He cuts off Ventriloquist's arm. Is that know. Baby Doll? Yeah, Baby Doll dies too. Because he watched the animated series. Because he loves the animated series. Why do you think the Batmobile looks like the cartoon? I know, but I like the fact that Baby Doll's there. That's like. Baby Doll and Ventriloquist, those are like check boxes for I watch the anime. I series. liked the new Batman and Robin adventures. <laughs> not just I watched the old show, I watched the second season, or the third season. Is she's in the show. second one? Yeah, she's not in the first season. I thought she was in the first season. Mm-mm. I thought that was Mm-mm. the good it's animation. Later. It's the great animation. No, they kept, no, it's it's Mask of the Phantasm animation, okay. I think. And if it isn't, it's like, it, it, I don't think it's like Heart of Dark, it, it's Heart of Ice, Ice. animation. Because yeah. there's like... There's like three or four episodes where... It's like that, like that, the Clayface one. Yeah, is, there's one part of Clayface. Yeah. It's the second part. It's which is the most Feet important of Clay one. Part two. Yeah, which, oh, they also did part one of Two-Face, but not part two, which yeah. is like, damn it! Yeah, that was just done the other way around. But no, it's great one. because you know what? You get that image of Harvey turning and the lightning behind him, and yeah. they the, and the A-team did that. Yeah. That team, by the way, if you're familiar with Batman the Animated Series, they bankrupted themselves doing that show, just oh. doing those episodes. Anyway, Curse of the White Knight, can't recommend it enough. Check it out. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, let's see what else you got. Uh, I we have got two more. We got two more. Let's talk about Undiscovered Country. Yeah, I remember like, the they're book really... that Sal said he wouldn't read, I read. I'm done. I'm done with this book, so let me know how it goes. Um, It was fine. Much, yeah. much like the last issue of this book, which I know... Listen, I <laughs> know by there are a Soul lot of people who like this, and I know that it's there like are? selling well, or according to tweets I've seen by creators okay. that like, oh, the first issue is going back to print and stuff like that, blah, 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 right? Okay. Like, so well, it, it is be, an independent series. It must be doing well. Yeah. I feel like this book, much like the first issue, some parts of it were really interesting. 
until we got to the stuff that should be interesting about it. Right, and then it's like, oh, I've seen that a thousand times, or even if I haven't, it's kind of like, oh, that's what you decided also, to go straight with. straight up, that one, that's not, like, Bunny Batsuit. That is Bunny Batman. It's a Bunny Batsuit! Like, it's, it's, it's like, like, all right, because of the fact that Snyder's name is attached to it, you can't create a blue-suited, tall individual with things coming out of its head and not make me, have me make that leap. Now, people who don't, haven't read that, who are just indie readers, probably aren't going to make that leap. But I made that leap. I was like, oh, it's Bunny Batsuit. Right. right. Um, that said, like, the interesting stuff about this are some of the family dynamics that we see in this book and the exploration of some of the political, like, intrigue that's going on, which is usually not my cup of tea. The family stuff, yes, the political intrigue, not always. Um, but that's really where this stuff is truly interesting to me. This whole, like, may, like, this whole, like, spiral. I'm like, oh, it's the maze from Westworld. Right. It's the maze from Westworld. All right? Like, the way in which horror is, like, shown in this, I'm like fine yeah people are crawling the wall it's like very it's like mad max and westworld and all those other things just, uh-huh. it's just an amalgam of things that we've seen already before. that doesn't mean it's not going to show us something new but just again this issue's highlights for me were just some of the like regular conversations that people would have in a crazy messed up world yep just yeah it's 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 just it's because it's that's the thing right it's not like it sucks and it's yeah. written like poorly and everyone is boring. It's just kind of like it, this is done by two very very talented creators. Mm-hmm. And Giuseppe Camicoli. And like the book is going to be just even if it's even if it's made by committee to be this thing you've seen a thousand times so that we can sell this series. Yeah. It's going to be just by virtue of it being written by these people pretty good. Yeah. Like okay. You know, it's going to yeah. be at the very least kind of interesting. But that ain't enough. Also, if you've ever go grab your Spider-Man issues from GW Chemical and tell me you haven't seen this face a thousand times. Right, and I mean, I'm like, just, I'm sorry. The art doesn't bother me, but like, I don't. It's just like I've seen it. Like, that's the only face he can draw. I think I had higher expectations for this book. I think, simply based well, on the team that was involved, and with that's it. not your fault. Like, because they were hyping this up. Yeah, and, and they I were get... like, "Get ready for this friggin' book!" <laughs> right, and also... you're like, "All right." They also clearly there's a there's a message they want to get out there in this book. There is like I'm not saying it's politically charged like necessarily. Yeah, but it's like, not about today. Trump isn't in it. No, but there are like, because there's two books that are politically charged that like it's about something. Yes, but this, this is like this does have like like it's it's like a warning for certain things, and I and I get it. There's nothing wrong with that. Like some of that makes some of the best art out there when you would take something real and then you extrapolate on it and make it like over the top and ridiculous as like a way to like learn from it. Yeah. Um, it just feels like it hasn't found uh, its path voice? necessarily. Maybe it's voice. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just, it's a lot of ideas that just haven't coalesced into what it wants to be just yet. Even the like last page reveal, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I, I just didn't care enough. That's that, that was my problem, too. I think that if this was the first thing I saw, like if I had never seen Re- Westworld, or I'd never read, or I'd never watched Mad Max, yeah. any of them, right. or if I'd never read science fiction, I, I would be like, wow. Yeah. Like, look at this crazy world. Yeah. Um, but because this world is like a battle world of other things that these two people have read, it's like... You know, more of the same. Right. There's nothing that it can do that is original. 
Because even because here or or satisfying. No, it could. Because I it, mean, like this could go someplace very satisfying. It would just be unfortunate if it was like once you get through the first couple of issues, then it picks up. I, I those pitches always like are rough. Like that's a rough pitch. Why? Why is it always that way? Like, I, oh, hey, oh, oh, you will love this show, but two thirds of it suck. So, but but strap in because I, if you if you dedicate forty nine hours of time, it will really get good. Like I don't have the time or even the inclination to dedicate that right. kind of time. And I understand that coming from a creator who's kind of new on the scene right. where it's just like you know what like this is maybe not your first rodeo but like you maybe don't have your sea legs yet but I got this writing. idea and like trust me when it when it flourishes it's and, gonna be big and you know what like that can work sometimes it's like okay that, that person has like a, a great future ahead of them but these are seasoned creators and so like I'm just kinda like mm, where are you yeah, going this should with be this? like I'm well, not saying you have to like give me a roadmap because many of the books that I'm enjoying right now that are independent are leaving so many things up to question each issue like it doesn't really answer much in the way of questions. Um, it's satisfying, future. but also gives you more to think about by the yeah. end of it. And this just felt like a hodgepodge. And maybe it is because there's two stronger personalities writing it simultaneously. That's true. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to harp on it for too long no. because I think there are people out there who dig it. And that's good on you. That's absolutely good on you. And like, I don't know where this book is going, so it could turn out to be really phenomenal. Um, who knows? That's true. David Cook says, first time watching live because of living in the UK. Here's some pounds. Hopefully Brexit hasn't tanked the exchange rate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is over there. I'm sorry. Thank you so Good much. Good luck, though. Uh, thanks, David. And Victor Vendetta. Hello, Sal and Tiffany. This Hi. is a question for Tiffany. Oh. Uh, knowing that you like Jonathan Hickman uh, and magic, uh -huh. did you read Black Sunday Murders by Hickman? Also, <laughs> you're the reason I got into indie comics. So I've read the first several issues of that. Um, that was the book that I brought up to Sal where I was like, look at this! It's got the language and the graphic design and a lot of the same look that you're seeing in X-Men right now. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a great noir detective. Uh, I want to say Lovecraftian, but not really. But like, it always gives me those vibes because I always kind of sometimes associate Lovecraft with like the noir feel. Right. I don't know why. I mean, some of it is and has been joined with those things. Um, but yes, yes. And thank you so much. I'm so glad you're you're you're, you're jumping into indie. Um, if you do like Hickman, um, the the Black Monday Murders are worth checking out. Yeah, go check it out. It's it's cool. It's different, but you also see a lot of graphically designed pages in there and a like specific language. Um, it looks just like for Cohen. <laughs> it doesn't look like for Cohen. It's a little different. <laughs> Hashtag Bloodshot. Win one of these. Two two people are going to win a co like this book. Look at this book. It's a nice. It's Look at how much book this book. is. Twenty four ninety nine. There's a lot of book right here. Two of you are going to be having this sent to your house. You don't have to go anywhere. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and by the way, if this isn't enough, not only will you get this comic, which is kind of the basis for the movie. Yes. Uh, you will also get one or two comic pop stickers. Ooh, that's even better. I, I don't have say. any on hand, but trust me, they're cool. And don't forget, unfortunately, this particular giveaway is for the continental U.S. only. Yes. I'm so sorry. if you if if Please enter only if you live in the continental United States. And you if want to you, give us your address. Yes. And if you don't and you win, you're disqualified. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Something's Killing the Children is a book, is a book that you so, read. So, meanwhile, like, while we have Snyder writing the book that I'm not thrilled with, um, his protege, James Tynan IV, with Werther <laughs> Del Edera, yep. um, is writing Something's Killing the Children. Uh, number four came out. It is amazing. This book always <laughs> reads too fast. By the time it's over, I'm like, is it is it time for five? Can I have the next issue? Right. Um, this uh, takes uh, back up or picks back up where we left off where uh, Erica is uh, investigating um, the murders that have been going on along with the kid James. She goes to House Depot. <laughs> it's Home Depot. It's hilarious. And like, what an, a, an easy thing to call it. Yep. 
um, where she's looking to purchase a chainsaw. She has this uh, guy who's like clearly sold many a chainsaw in his day, and he's talking about the new ones and how safe they are, and like if like you drop it, it has like a kill switch and it's fine and all that stuff. He's like, not like those old crappy rundown models. Those things wouldn't stop until it went through like your leg or anything like that. And she's like, I would like to see those. And, he, and like they have a little back and forth that doesn't just end there. Typically, the scene would end there. Yep. He lets it go a couple more beats where he's just like, I don't, I don't understand. She's like, I want to see those. Right. I have some things to take care of. And then he looks at her cart and it's got like axes and all this crap in it. And like James shows up with like shears and he's like, look at this. This looks dangerous. She's like, put it in the cart. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, I guess you have a lot of renovations going on. Yes. I will take this and give it to you. Nice. So she takes it. Um, the brother of one of the girls who is missing probably dead um <laughs> goes to his father's house where we find out that his um parents are obviously separated from one another uh his dad is a drunkard who when he walks in uh his dad's completely naked mm-hmm. he thinks it's someone else coming in he's like it's me dad oh my god whatever his dad's just rambling asking if they found her body yet and stuff like that and he's like not yet and he goes as he's talking to him he steals his gun because he's uh, going to go get Erica, because he's like, Erica's the killer. Right. That's who did this. It's obviously her. Right. Um, the cops are investigating another um, grisly murder, this time at a sleepover. Mm-hmm. A bunch of girls are dead. It's horrific. Okay. Um, the sheriff shows up, and uh, he's chatting with the coroner, who turns out is his younger brother. Oh, no. Uh, he's like, his younger brother's like, you know, you convinced this, uh, convinced me to take this job, because right. you said it was going to be like, you know, trucker accidents and like dead grandmas. And he's like, that's what they promised me, too. <laughs> Um, so essentially like he tells him that it's like, it's not like this is a predator that like killed it, like killed, like, you know, or we had the kill, what a killing blow, I should say. Um, and then like went back for the meat. Mm-hmm. This thing is killing just to kill. Ah. Uh. Like whatever it is, like whatever, I guess a, like person it is or whatever they're doing is just this. But like at the same time, the door is like busted in and they're like, what person can do that? Yeah. So like, obviously there's a lot more questions going on here. Um, in terms of, like, the sheriff also has run into Erica, don't forget that, and he knows that, like, she's going to try to stop whatever it is, and that he was going to get a phone call. He gets a phone call. Oh, yeah. Um, finally, from someone. And, like, the, like, deputy or whatever comes up and is like, hey, um, this person just told me a whole lot about myself that nobody knows, and now they want to talk to you. (laughs) And, like, there's, like, a, a, a voice on the other line, or we, um, see, like, a hand holding, like, a cane with, like, an interesting tattoo, and he Mm. says that, like, he's a friend, and that, like, if he, if the sheriff's the kind of person who needs a friend. Right. And, um, the, the sheriff's like, oh, are you with Erica? And, like, the guy's like, Erica Slaughter isn't with anybody. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've noticed this. Yeah. And I was like, cool, more intrigue. What's going on? I don't know. And bigger. we're not going to find out in this issue. And instead, Erica goes off to the woods where the first girl went missing, who she learned about from the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to leave James there. He's like, She's like, don't come into the woods, which is a similar situation to what we saw at the beginning, the first issue of this comic, where there was that little girl in the wagon. Yeah. And Erica comes out, and, it's just like, and she, the little girl's like, is it done? Yeah. Like, this is a similar scenario. Like, I guess she often teams up with a kid who can tell her about a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And, and she's like, I leave them in the, yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, he won't let it go. Right. And he ends up asking her, like, what are monsters? Mm. And, um, like, what what is it? And, and, like, she's like, yeah, there are monsters, whatever. And he's like, no, like, I don't get it. And she reveals that, like, the monsters are going after the kids in, like, a standard fable, like, manner in which okay. the kids believe in them and therefore they are given power. As to what they really are, I don't know. Mm. Um, and that, like, adults can't see them. And so she's oh, like, eventually geez. you will grow up and you will forget this. And he's like, I don't want to. And she's like, you will. Right. You will want to forget all of this. <laughs> so they go out into the woods. They're followed by um, the guy 
um, unbeknownst to them. She finds the den. It's bigger than it should be. It's worse than it should be. She preps herself. She gives him a bunch of stuff like James. She's like, you have to stay out here and no matter what you hear, you don't come in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes in there when like the guy who's following her shows up and um, he's got the gun and he's like, he's, he's ready to take her down. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to need to like duck because there's like a huge thing behind him mm-hmm. that he probably won't be able to see. So like... I'm super interested to see what the rules of this universe are going to be now that he's faced, like, in, he's in this cave, he's in their dwelling. Can he see it? Can right. he not? Can it hurt Does him it if he can't see it? Does it hurt him if he can see it? Right, so I'm really interested to see where this is going. This book, talk about consistency. This book has been consistent, if not getting better as it goes along, as Tynan's, like, kind of, like, stretching his arms in this universe. Yeah. There's a story he's long wanted to tell, uh, and he finally, like, coalesced it into that kind of point that I was talking about earlier. He's yeah. found it, and he's, he's ready to go. Nice. That sounds fun. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> X-Force number three is a book from Benjamin Percy and Joshua Kassara. Uh, I kind of dug it. It was all right. I it, dug it a little bit, and then I had a moment where I was That's how like, I felt. <laughs> I thought for a second that this was somehow taking place before uh-huh. some of the original X-Books. Nope. And then it was like, oh, no, I, I misread something. Yeah. And it wasn't that at all. Like I misread something that Beast says and thought that he was talking about that they didn't know if they could bring people back at this point. Right. And then I realized I had completely misread it, and I was like, oh. No, it's just that, like... They just don't think that anybody but Professor X can do the memory thing, I suppose. The rest of it was very formulaic and kind of expected. Yeah, but there's just that, like, there's, like, two panels of dialogue between, like, Beast and Gene, which raises a lot of questions that I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't we establish this already? Or, like, why are we suddenly questioning the ramifications of what they're about to do? What's different about this? Yeah, and I don't think there's anything. I think it's just that they're, like... I think Percy's like, let's explore that. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if there isn't something more that maybe we're missing. The fact that like maybe Professor X isn't there or perhaps the fact that she's not putting Professor X in there. Mm. Like maybe that's what Beast is hinting at, that she's doing something different just so they have Professor X the present. Right. That they never can re- like resurrect him. This is I like don't a know. shell. Who knows? I mean, that would be interesting, maybe. And they're also not doing what I thought they might be doing, which was like, Showing the world that, like, no, we can't die. Ha, 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 ha. But no, actually, they just pretended like he didn't die. Yeah. They're just like, no, he didn't die. Yeah, no. Shh. What are you talking about? Uh-huh. So Get he holds a press here. conference and, you know, does his thing. Uh, Magneto also, in the previous issue, make, like takes the destroyed Cerebro and makes a sword out of it. Yeah. Uh, they tell you that, like, he gives it to Charles and Charles keeps it, like, above his yeah, bed. Yeah, there's, like, two random pages here that are, like, script pages almost that just, yep. they didn't have room for. Well, because they were, like... Well, we got to do the thing. That thing that where it's text. We got we got to do the text thing. But I think also this would have been a lot to cram into the. I agree. Of pages Could have been just had, a little long. And so they yeah. probably were just like, "Hey, that and that will." Ooh, and we'll make check that the, the box. Yeah, we'll do the we'll do the <laughs> uh, I was really expecting Choir and Wolverine to kill Domino in this issue as what? a mercy killing because oh. they can resurrect anybody. Oh. Uh, they didn't. Instead, she's just going to be horribly scarred forever. Uh, until she dies. Well, it could just, like, maybe the process is busted right now. They just started it. No, that's true. Yeah, that is interesting that they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, but hey, at least the Court of Owls is an X-Men now. Yeah, they're peacocks, though. They're peacocks, though. Yeah, but no, they're... Or something? Yeah, no, they're peacocks. Okay. Because he has, like, a fish scale tie, but it's supposed to be But it's, it's supposed to be keep peacock that feathers, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we introduce another new X-Men villain. Sure. The Court of Owls. Uh, and, you Which know. Which are, I, apparently, for me, way less interesting than the old ladies. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you mean because I've seen an organization of evil bad guys who are wealthy and have a lot of money with masks on their face? Like, I've seen that already. Yeah, no, it's true. But it is catching up with the rest of the series. Yeah, and I had that um, moment where there's a panel of Beast that I, li I literally looked at it and thought that Beast had big googly eyes. And I, I was just like, that's really weird. Why did they do that? And then I, it, it's later on. It's when they're like talking. Um, and I, like when they're all around the table, I think. Mm. I was like, why would they do that? And then I had like a moment where I was like, oh yeah, wait, no, no, that's that's not googly eyes. Oh, I don't know where it is. Oh, there it is. See? Look at that. Those are glasses. I know they are, but when I read it, or when I looked at it quickly, because I was just reading and like going on, I thought he had big, ridiculous googly eyes. And so, yes, it looks just like that. <laughs> he looks like Cookie Monster. Yeah, he does look like Cookie Monster. He just spotted a big plate of cookies. Professor <laughs> 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 saying, trying to tell you something important. Huh? Although you, you'll, by the way, we're making fun of this, but look at Gene concernedly looking at Beast yes, while Professor X is giving his little speech. Yeah, because he, she's like... Because he's, he's like, she's like, oh no, he's at any moment he's gonna lose it. Yeah, because of those cookies. Yeah, Krakow and cookies. No, it's because she's worried, <laughs> like, maybe they, maybe she and he did something, but... Right. In any case. Fine. Whatever. It's, it's a book that happened. Uh, speaking of books that happened, uh, Dark Knight has a sequel. Another Another one. one. This is technically Dark Knight Returns <laughs> 4, but it is the 11th chapter of the Dark Knight saga. Uh, kind of. Let's see. There's Dark Knight Returns. There's Year One. There's Spawn Batman. Uh, there's Dark Knight Strikes Again. Dark Knight Through the Master Race. Dark yep. Knight Returns uh, The Last Crusade. And Dark Knight Returns The Golden Child. And Superman Year One, which technically takes place did within I the universe. Did Last Crusade? Or did I drop off on that? We did the Last Crusade on bad issues. That's what it was. Uh, also, All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. So there's nine issues. There's nine series in the Millerverse, including this. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just a second. But before we do... There's my hands for the Millerverse. The Millerverse! It's like the Whedonverse. <laughs> Tardis Man 85 says, Oh no, Abrams Spidey finale was delayed. Yes, Abrams... A uh, lot of things Marvel delayed, and I guess it had something to do with it coming to the end of the year. Yeah. And like... It could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's never a good time to have a delay or to have any issues with anything because everybody's <sighs> on vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's actually funny because uh, technically there's going to be a book that was, like, the most delayed of the year, uh, and it's coming out next week, and it's like Marvel's like, well, let's do the equivalent of that by having, like, 12 books be late. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child, written by Frank Miller, all by himself, with art by Raphael Grandpa. Uh, Grandpa. What do you think of this? Um, <laughs> so... It's a one-shot. It is a one-shot. I didn't think it was. When I first picked it up, I was like, oh, here we go. This, Issue one. This, and then it just kept going. This book ended abruptly. <laughs> the, <laughs> la the last several. Uh, Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Also stops. But this one is like they told him to stop. It was like they were like, dial it back. I'm totally Yay. <laughs> Sorry, my phone might ring as well, so I want to grab it. Fair enough. Um, but, um, yeah, no, this book, like, just, like, I was like, okay. And I remember seeing the page count, and I was reading it on Comixology, and I'm going along, and I was like, okay, like, I've got quite a bit of story to go. And then it was just like, end. And I'm like, so what, now? Yeah. What, what, what? Um, overall, my feelings for this book were, there are parts of this that I thought were really successful. Yes. 
I, I, I really like thought that it was successful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there were other parts of it that feel like Frank had two different ideas that he wanted to do. And instead of trying to find a way to make them work, he just shoved them together until they, he had this many pages. Yes. And like, that's really what my biggest gripe is about that is that seemingly he had like an actual story he might want to tell. Yeah. And then instead he also wanted to be political, which that is very Frank Miller. Yeah. That is very Frank Miller to take whatever the current climate is around him and then put that, inject that into his books. He usually does it in a way more organic fashion, <laughs> or at least he has been known to do he that. He has been known to do that. And this is like, this is like a, like, he's like a blunt object here. Like yeah. it, he's like, there's, there's no grace. There's no subtlety. There's no subtlety to it. Um, I'm not saying it has to have subtlety, but it's just so obvious that these are just two different ideas that got shoved together. Fair enough. And that's how it felt to me. What do you think of grandpa's art? Um, I think at times he's like a dead ringer for Miller when Miller was at his best. Mm -hmm. And other times I'm like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. I felt, I got very, uh, I got a lot of Frank Quitely vibes off this. Yeah, I could see that, especially with the the intricate line work. Yes. I think um, that definitely gives it the quietly feel. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like the like body shapes and a lot of the poses are straight up Frank Miller. Yeah, especially when you look at um, freaking Supergirl here. Oh yeah, the Amazon uh, Lara. Um, and like the way that he has her floating, the way Miller always had her floating. Like yeah, he always up, had her floating with her legs. With her legs you know, up, and like around. I was like, that's really cool. Grandpa's like, grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> it's it has an accent mark over the S, so it's grandpa. Gram uh, what's his first name? Raphael. Raphael here is doing um like a a very good homage to Miller, I would say. Oh, big time! There's um, a moment where it's I, all Miller. I don't like his Joker though. Oh, it's horrible. But like. Why is Joker even in here? So it doesn't really matter. Right. But like, I, I just don't care. There's more. a page that is, I, I, I almost want to say that Miller just drew it. Yeah. And it's the one with all the panels in it. Yep. It, it's the most like Miller he draws in the entire series. Unless Miller did it. It's just really, I was like, but at that point I was like, oh, that's kind of neat that you did that. that, they yeah. did that. I um, mean, I think if you put them side by side, I, I would definitely not get the same vibes and I definitely get those Frank quietly vibes more so. Mm -hmm. Um, but with Frank's writing paired up with this, it just felt like a cohesive Miller. Yeah. Like writing and storytelling part, not a cohesive story, <laughs> a cohesive marriage between the writing and the, and the art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, the plot for this, like the main and like the antagonist, the issue that this, that this book is supposed to be solving is just, doesn't make any sense to no. me. It straight up doesn't make any sense to me. And again, like I think Miller just wanted to say something. Yep. And like I get it. Like he had an opinion. He had an opinion, and he, and he knew, knew it would this, sell better. He knew it would sell better, and he knew this would be a way to get his opinion across. And he got to respect the guy for having that thought. I just wish it was a little more subtle, or uh, <laughs> I don't like think I said, he's cohesive. able to do that anymore. Yeah. I but will like, say. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I just, I love Carrie's costume. I did too. It had like some like slight Gotham by Gaslight vibes because she's got like the mini capelet. Well, because it's like, it's a coat. Yeah. Like the cape is a coat. And then there's another little cape to give her like the illusion of wings. Yeah. I also like kind of dug like her, like, her, I liked her in this in particular. This is so interesting because this book focuses so much on like, 
the like Superman lineage side of it. Yeah. And obviously Frank is right off the heels of having written Superman year one. And I think he still had more to say possibly. But that takes place well late, way later. No, so. it does. But like, I think he w- felt like he felt comfortable dabbling more within that. Totally. And so he went that route. But the stuff that we do get with Carrie, I thought was some of the best stuff that we saw in here. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, because it's second nature to him. Yeah, although... If he lets himself do it. It makes me a little sad, because Carrie is so like Bruce now. Yeah. And she wasn't. Like, with Dark Knight Returns, like, she was something else. Yeah. She was looking up to him, but, like, he loved her so much because she was better. Right. And now she's just him again. Right, but I mean, that could be either Frank forgetting what made it work, or that could be Frank's, like... Like, being like, no, that's what happens. Well, not just that's what happens, but that's what they need right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that, like, Batman needs... There needs to be a Batman, or there needs to be that role fulfilled um, to make this world work. And, like, when there was a Batman, Carrie could be hopeful and could be better. But there is a Batman. Well, not in this there wasn't. He's not in this book. That's what I'm saying. But he's young now. So he can definitely be Batman. Right, but not in this book. In this book, it's just the it's kids. It's just the girls. Something else, like, they're gone. And John, yeah. And they just kind of... Don't explain they it. They hand-wavy away, saying, like, they're just they're just doing stuff. Yeah. They're just... They're just they're anywhere else but here. And so the kids just have to deal with it, essentially. Yeah. Uh, that being said, if you want to know my opinion, uh, come back on Wednesday. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be there to chat about it, but no. uh, I, I, I did read it. I was like, you know what? I'm, I am gonna... I'm going to try to get through it. And like the first, I'd say third of this book, it felt like I had been reading forever. When I got to page 18, I was like, how far into this am I? And I'm like, holy crap, only I'm on page 18. And then all of a sudden I was over halfway through the book and then the book was over. Yeah. So like the pacing on it's a little clunky. It, it is, yeah. But, but it, it really speeds up at the end. It actually felt a little more refined than it had been before. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like it felt a little better. It felt a little more put together. Yeah, and again, there are some, like, good lines in this, and they're, like... Yeah. I like some of it. It's... I just don't like most of it. It's nothing like it used to be. And no. it's never going to be. No, so I'm it, not gonna, like... It is. You know, it, it's just... It's funny because it's, like, Frank took the things that we kind of wanted to see again. Yeah. And he just slapped them in there so that we would get to the end of it. Right. And... I mean, either he's aware of that. He's got more to say. Like, th- there's no way this is going to be the last one. Right. So he's going to keep doing this. Yeah. Especially based on what happens at the end. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. So, like, it's up to you if you want to check this book out. Um. Like I said, there are some stuff, like, some things in it that are kind of interesting and, like, kind of fun. And, like, yeah. every once in a while, Frank does a couple of panels that maybe think Frank still's got it. Like, still has it. He does that recently. Yes. Like, every, I'm like, oh, oh. Is that Frank? And then it's just gone. He's like, yeah, it's me. But I'm old now. <laughs> and I don't have a Lazarus pit. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just yes. so interesting. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, so I, I am glad that I read it. Yeah. If nothing else, then I did read it. But I'm not saying I recommend it. That's fair. I can't argue with that. <laughs> uh, Superman released his, revealed his identity to the world again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not in the Rebirth era. So that was New 52 Superman, which is... Technically the same Superman, uh, because New 52 still hasn't ended. So don't get too excited, everybody. This is by Brian Michael Bennett, the art by Ivan Rice. Uh, Ivan Rice is doing some great stuff. Ivan Rice is born to draw Superman. He does a great job. Mm. Uh, Ivan Rice, man, he, it's like, it's it's funny because he's like really high. Ivan Rice is like, okay, I've been saddled with Bendis. I gotta draw like the same shit over and over again because all that he cares about is the spoken word and less about the visuals. So 
I've got to steal moments that look really good. And he does. Uh, there's actually a moment that's amazing because it requires uh, no dialogue. And Bendis basically relied on, on Rice to just do what he does. And it was, it was, it was especially effective. Mm. Uh, so Superman is like, I got to tell everybody who I am because my dad's a jerk and he kept a lot of secrets. So uh, I'm going to do that. So he tells like two or three people that he's going to do that. Lois is one of them somehow, uh, for some reason, you know, and I say that because like, even though she's like his wife and the mother of his child in this series, like they're kind of like weird. Right. But anyway, uh, so he's talking to like, look, you know, there's the whole, there's a whole plot about like the world council or about the universal council and John joining the Legion of superheroes, which I don't really don't want to get into. This is the thing that where they revealed his identity so he holds a press conference in front of the Daily Planet, and he's gonna tell them everything. Uh, but first, he wanted to tell a few people, like personally. Uh -huh. You know, it'd be like because it would be inappropriate. Like Batman? No, he's told Batman. Batman knows who he is. Batman's always no. Known. I know. I thought you. Oh, I thought you meant that he wanted to tell the world. He I is gonna he, tell the world. No, I thought you meant that he was telling them that he was gonna reveal his identity. He told a few people, not Batman, that he was gonna reveal his his identity. So like he dresses up as Clark Kent, he goes to the daily the daily planet, and there's like this like three page sequence in which he goes to the planet, he sits at his desk and he waits for Perry to be ready. And he's like listening to his heart to make sure that he can handle it, because Perry has a heart condition now. And uh, so he goes into the office and he shows him he's Superman. And when he does, Perry just gets up and hugs him. Oh. And it's like it's a beautiful image. Mm -hmm. And it works really well. And if it was just him telling Perry, that would be really worth doing. Yeah. Uh, then he g is going to tell uh, Jimmy. A penguin. Well, no, there's a there's <laughs> there's a penguin with a rocket launcher. It's dead in an alley. Blah blah blah. Like Ben is like, oh, I want to get a Batman joke. Uh, you know, Jimmy Olsen's for, like photographing this crime sequence. Uh, they think it's it's Penguin who did this thing. And Superman's like, no, it's Scarecrow. It's a red herring. I've solved your case. Goodbye. Uh, which is why Bendis isn't writing Batman. So, <laughs> but which is why Batman doesn't solve any crimes in Batman universe. So, <laughs> there you go. So Superman uh, tells Jimmy and Jimmy like pretends to be stupid and like acts like he doesn't really understand that Superman's doing it. And he's like, you know, I don't believe you. And okay. Superman thinks that Jimmy like broke his brain or something. And then Jimmy's like, ha ha ha, I'm just kidding. Lois told me already. <laughs> then it's like, oh, okay. And like, if, if, I don't know, it's really weird. Like the Superman I know, like, cause the, the whole thing is that Lois and Jimmy basically say to, 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 to Clark, like, it's, we knew each other before you. Like I was going to tell, we were friends before you came along. I was going to tell him. Yeah. And she didn't tell him, like, years ago. She told him when he decided to do yeah, it. Yeah, she didn't, like, she didn't overstep her bounds. She just was like, all right, you've made that decision. So I'm, I'm going to tell him. I'm so going to tell my friend. So I don't have to deal with the whole, like, why didn't you tell me? Yes. Uh, and if Superman had known his wife as well as he should, he would have enjoyed a laugh with Jimmy. But instead, he's kind of annoyed that she stepped on his toes because he has to be annoyed by Lois instead of, like, looking at her as his partner. Uh, he then talks to her about Jimmy and reveals that whole thing. Uh, then he holds the press conference where he's just like, so I'm so, literally it's rip off of uh, civil war where it's like, I'm Clark, I'm Clark Kent. I've been Clark Kent ever since I landed here on, 
blah 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 and they show like the 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 identity reveal heard around the world everyone's watching the justice league is like yay diana is pissed yeah i don't know if it's because like i i don't know why and i promise you no one else will explore it so it doesn't matter you know, like Perry and Lois and Jimmy look with pride. Batman is uh, watching uh, the, the the cast with a smile on his face, wearing his rebirth costume for no reason. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the Young Justice team is happy to be getting a plug in this book. And then it cuts to the Legion of Doom. And the Legion of Doom uh, is the Legion of Doom from Scott Snyder's run, including Apex Lex, who is like transformed via Perpetua. But he watches that Superman is actually Clark Kent, and then he morphs back into classic Lex Luthor, who would be upset by this. And Brainiac makes fun of him and says, how did you not see this coming? And the book ends with Lex Luthor, like, wringing his hands and looking intrigued slash angry. And you're like, who the hell gives a shit? And why is this so important? Apex Lex wouldn't give a crap. Also, he would know. Also, what? So that happened. And I remember like, not really, like I remember being like, okay, Luther's pissed, whatever. <laughs> and then I saw like all the comic blog sites going like, what does it mean? And I'm like, oh, am I supposed to give a shit? I'm sorry, Rich Johnson. I thought I wasn't, you know, like that kind of thing. And it was right. just like, no, people were just like looking for a reason to get clicks. But like Superman goes on this thing where he's like, I'm, I'm gonna keep being, I'm, I'm Clark Kent, and I'm going to keep being Clark Kent, and I'm going to keep being married to Lois, and I'm going to keep going to the Day Planet and going to work. How are you going to do any of that? N you're not. You can't do that. You're not. You can't. Like, you, you just, like, the reason to do this was to keep everybody safe. Yes. You're super. They're not. Right. The You've just given, like, everybody the power over you. Yep. Yeah, cool. it was just, it was just a thing. And, and like, I don't understand if I want to get really cynical. Okay. Are you going to? If I were that cynical, I would <laughs> suggest that Bendis writing Superman didn't sell the way they thought. And this stunt will infuse sales so that we can recoup some of that loss. Hmm. That this had nothing to do with Ben, with Bendis's plan. And the DC was like, we're doing a crisis really soon. Do an identity reveal. Yeah, why not? Tell everybody Superman and, and, and milk that a little bit before we do the crisis. Before we one more day Superman. Because you know we're going to do that next. <gasps> wow. Like, it, it has significant echoes of one more day. And by the way, and if you don't know your comic book history, one more day, Spider-Man selling his soul to the devil or making a deal with the devil and unmaking his marriage yeah. was a DC plan when Joe Quesada was working there. No! That was the plan at DC. He was going to sell his soul to No, he was just going to make a deal with the devil and get his identity, like... They were going to have Superman reveal his identity, put it back in the bottle, and then unmarry him. That was the, th that was the plan for Superman back when Joe Quesada was working there. Wow. And so Quesada stole that, went to Marvel, and then used it because, in his words, Spider-Man is our Superman. So that is, I think, still in the DC playbook because I think that the same people 
who had that idea are still working at DC. And I think they're like, oh, I know. Will one more day super... Like, hey, it's been long enough. It's yeah. been 10 years. It's actually been more than 10 years. Mm. Since we've... Since one more day. And hey, instead of it being the devil, because it was... I, I think it was like the female character from that vampire book we did. But like, uh, why not make it a crisis instead? And hey, we could even keep John because John can be like in the future or something. It'll be more tragic because John doesn't have parents now. You know, like, I think that this is that. I, I think that it's a combination of factors. One, it's not selling very well. Let's do the identity reveal. Two, We've really never wanted to keep Superman married. And Tomasi, as we know, has mentioned in personal conversations that he had to fight really hard to get any of his Superman stuff through. Like his John Lois, like Hamilton County stuff. Like he got nothing but pushback about that everything. Great. Everyone, alike, everyone likes that. And it's the thing that everyone upstairs was like, don't do that. Do you have to do that? Stop doing that. Like, so we know that like what, upstairs. Superman young, hot and sexy. Yeah. Like, and Bendis, and, and Bendis did that because when you, if you read Man of Steel by Bendis, let's, here's three or four hot and sexy new ladies that Superman might be with. And hey, uh, we took Lois off the table for a minute. Would you be okay with that? How's the sales? How's the reaction? What's the buzz online? People okay with this? Because he wouldn't say what happened to Lois, but he did treat it like they got divorced. Yeah. How'd people do? Did anyone get upset? Yes. So, not that upset, though. Not upset enough to stop, to, to stop doing it. So, that Superman 18 is bullshit. Sucks. And it's just, it's just indicative of... The same bullshit we've been putting up with forever, which is the like people at DC just don't understand what they have or what their audience is. Mm. And nothing could be clearer than that than with Batman. <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, let's jump into the super chats before we wrap up here. Um, what's it called? Uh, Sorry. Um, That's fine. Tardis Man 85 uh, asked his question. Denial, what the hell is up with Apex Lex at the end? I mean, you know, he wanted to make it part of the continuity. Apex Lex is the thing that's happening right now. And in between holding hands and Care Bear staring the problem in Justice League, Superman's also reviewing his identity. And also Batman changed his costume, like, in between those scenes as well. He went, he went from the Rebirth costume to his classic costume, Back to the Rebirth costume for this, and then back to his classic costume. Maybe none of this is really happening. I mean, it certainly isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's not, because it's all comics. But, like, oh, maybe it's not really happening, and it's all, like, a dream. Maybe it's Mixie. That's be, that'd be my fix. Mixie was like, nah! And no one would complain. Everybody would be like, okay, whatever, as long as it goes away. If, I would respect Bendis if, like, he was getting the pushback from DC to dissolve their marriage, and at the end of the day, he was just doing a plot with Mixie where he's just like... I tried to, to ruin your life by taking your marriage away and you fought for it. Fine. You get it all back. Right. You I love, went to another universe and I saw it happen there. More than I could have ever imagined. The <laughs> end. Yeah. Adam Azamoa, are you keeping up with Crisis Infinite Earths? No. Uh, I did see, I've watched a few scenes, but no. And from those scenes, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm justified in not doing that. Uh, Ruben Gonzalez, HBO's Watchmen is an amazing sequel. Thoughts? I'm not watching it. Uh, I did do a post on Instagram about it, and the consensus largely is no. 
I thought it was like the most, I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, but like the comments are all like, it's sacrilege and bullshit. And I'm like, oh, wow. I, I had no idea. I had heard only that it was the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, we hadn't started watching it because we knew we were going to lose HBO, but now we still have it, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Tevia, why does Bendis want to ruin everything from Rebirth? I, I don't think he does. I think he just wants to do his own thing. This and is literally... I think it's it, Bendis and also like a DC editorial, and neither of them want what you want. Jam Call X, uh, question. Speaking of Hickman, have you ever tried... Have you ever by, by chance read God is Dead, which he made with Mike Costa? No. Nope. I wish I had more. Z-Berm, didn't they uh, One More Day Superman with the Man of Steel mini? No, they were testing the waters with One More Day by being like, oh no, Lois was Lois was in space with John with and Grandpa in Man of Steel. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Lois was in was in space with John and, and, and Jor-El from Man of Steel and then she came back and like hid because she knew she needs her own life. So... Kind of. They just yeah. tested the waters with it. Comics must explain. Some money for the lights, cats, Yay. and or gargoyles commentary. I know. I don't know if I could do that with you guys. Like, I'd have to not be in the room for that one. Right. I love that show way too much. And I know there are, like, some ridiculous episodes. So if we did, like, maybe the... The gun episode? The gun episode's awesome. No, Shut I, up. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, mist, the, the Mist of Avalon episode. I love the Mist of Avalon. I hate that show. I freaking loved the Mist of Avalon. I was like, who cares? I loved the entire arc. I loved when they were going around the world. I loved... All of that crap. I, I hated the the hunters. Oh yeah, that was where I was like, mm. so if we did that. Mm -hmm. That would be better. But like, I know. Yeah. I can't listen to Ben make fart jokes about the gargoyles. <laughs> Adam Mazzamoa says the next crisis should be about Superboy Prime coming back and deciding to flip the Earth's magnetic poles and causing a giant wave which kills most of the superheroes. Call it Crisis of Ultimatum. Yeah, right. I mean, why not? If we're just ripping off ideas. Yeah. Kyle Johnson, I love Superman like I love you guys, but I really do miss Superman Family Man. This issue ruins Superman for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's well, it, it's it's not bad in terms of, like, execution. Ivan Rice, great job. Uh, it is Perry Moment, really great. It is unfortunate that we're watching him, like, be chipped away from the things that a lot of people, like, grabbed onto. Thing, is it like, and it's, like, just, it's not like, we're not pulling the Band-Aid off. We're just slowly breaking down the thing that a lot of people like entered in with Superman on recently. Uh, for, like I think at the beginning of Rebirth, that was Everyone like, was like, yeah! They, like people were excited about Superman and who had never really read Superman before and now it's all being taken away from them very slowly. Yeah, right. It's, like, okay, they're not in Hamilton County anymore. They're in Metropolis. Uh, the, the, the kid is actually an adult now. Uh, maybe they won't be married anymore. Like, yeah. Oh, he doesn't have a secret identity anymore. Yeah, like, uh, like, well, wait, whoa, whoa. And he's not going to have a cape and he's going to be blue. <laughs> no! <laughs> Uh, J. Joseph Frazier, Superman gets one more day. John's adventure with the Legion of Superheroes ends, so he comes back. Unchanged in the new continuity, John is not is the new Psycho Pirate. That's what I'm thinking is happening, uh, uh, not including the Psycho Pirate thing. <laughs> uh, and Denial says, I mean, Martian Manhunter's right there with the other heroes, and Lex is still Apex Lex. It has to be in some other universe. <laughs> it's not, I promise you, it's not. They just don't care. They're just, they just don't care. It would be I promise you there's a there's a crisis coming and they're like, do whatever, do any of it. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. There's some books that are coming out this week we think you should check but out. But I think before we do that, this is the last call. If you would like to be one of our two winners today for this Bloodshot book, which has 14 issues, um, our only caveats, you have to be in the continental United States and you got to give us your address if we call out your name as winner. Uh, you can enter the contest if you haven't already using hashtag Bloodshot. If you've already done it, our mod's got your name. She's yeah. got you. Don't worry about it. You're good. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, it's not cynicism if I'm right.
<laughs> so let's jump into some super or some uh, some some recommendations, some books we think you should check out. Uh, mm-hmm. Timothy, what do you got? What's what's coming out that, you, that you're excited about? Okay, let me just go through them all. Yeah, why not? All right, uh, King Four number four. What King Thor? King Thor number four. Oh, okay. It's the last of the King Thor. Um, oh no, that's it. it. This is the end of it uh, for Aaron and King Thor. Um, I'm I'm certainly going to be there. I'm going to be checking it out. Uh, Conan uh, Serpent War number two is going to be coming out. Uh, this is the Jim Zub comic. Yes. Um, that has all of the like crazy um like you know Howard stuff in it. Uh, so go check that out as well if you're into Conan. Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Zub has a uh, incredible love uh, for Conan and the world it comes from. So if you want to see Conan treated right, um, that isn't just by Aaron. Uh, <laughs> go check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, Once in Future, number five of six, the penultimate of um, Once in Future. Will oh, be no. Out. Uh, I kind of hope it ends. I do too, but I don't because right. I'm like going to have separation anxiety. Um, I'm also be checking out Last God number three. It seems like all the books I wanted to be checking out are coming out simultaneously because uh, the holidays are coming and nobody wants to put up books around that time, I guess. <laughs> uh, John Constantine Hellblazer number two is coming out as well. If you have enjoyed this new John Constantine uh, being told under the black label Sandman universe, she might. <laughs> multiple yeah. labels uh, that aren't Vertigo but yeah. have that Vertigo feel. Uh, Simon Spurrier's doing a great job killing it over on that. I have two more. Um, that uh, One is a brand new one uh, coming out from uh, the Black Label Hill House line called The Low Low Woods. Um, I'm <clears throat> going to be grabbing this for multiple reasons. One, the beginning of the, the description of this saying, Shudder to Think, which is the name of the town in Pennsylvania, has been on fire for years. The coal mines beneath it are long since abandoned. So if you're a fan of Silent Hill and you know the history of it, you know it was based off a town in Pennsylvania called Centralia, which was a mining hey. town, which was which actually did catch fire and the town is forever burning essentially underneath the streets. I think we're taking our poll from that. Um, they're talking about two kids, two teenagers who wake up there with no memory. Hmm. They're just in this shudder to think town, okay. right? And uh, this comic apparently is going to be exploring body horror down paths yet unexplored in comics. So, naturally, I have to have this. Uh, this is the perfect <laughs> holiday gift for me. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to like give a shout-out to, because I think this is such an interesting initiative, mm-hmm. or like, not even an initiative, concept that Image is doing. Um, it's called Project Xmas Number 1. Okay. By, uh, by Mark Miller. Oh, no, what? And Top Secret. You won't, we will not know what this book is until it comes out. Oh, cool. It is a sequel to a Miller uh, World project. Hmm. According to them, and I'm sure someone has the secret out there. I don't want to know it. I don't want to know it. I did look to see if it had already been like spoiled out there. I didn't see anything. I didn't dig very deep. Um, but the idea is that it is the sequel to one of the most beloved Miller World projects since the dawn of time. The question is, if the secret is, you don't know what it is. Mm. Um, so I was like, that's kind of cool. I did see, though, that there is a Frank Quietly variant, which makes me think it has something to do with the Jupiter's Legacy oh. stuff. I'm hoping for Reborn, which yeah. I, don't, I don't think was one of the most uh, loved. And I actually don't know if Magic Order is in the Miller world. Yeah. I'm not sure about that, but I would love to see that as well. But of course is. it could be kick-ass, let's be honest. Right. Oh, so yeah. there's probably more things that it is, but I think that it's a really, really, really cool idea to do. Yeah. Um, that, like, you know, Image is trying something different, and they're resting on the laurels of, like, the mystery box, in a sense, of comics. Uh-oh. I think it's a gutsy thing to do. I agree. And, like, I, as long as they don't do it too, too often, I think that's kind of cool. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my recommendations are way less exciting. Um... 
but I'll still talk about them because they're a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman 85, it's ending. Wow. This is it. It's almost over. It's, we're almost through it. it. This is apparently it. This is the end of City of Bane 85, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the last issue of the Tom King run. So, hooray. <laughs> uh, I'm just excited. It, it feels like that time when I, uh, what was it? When I picked up that spectacular Spider-Man issue when the clone died. I'm like, just I'm just popping in just to see if it's true. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's coming out. Um, X-Force number four is coming out. We just got X-Force 3, but here's X-Force 4. Yeah. Um, which may be due to the rearrangement of, or the delay of other books, or it could just be how it was supposed to be coming out, because I really wasn't paying attention to the X-Force schedule. Yeah. Um, again, this book does have a lot of big factors. Yeah. Um, and has had a, like, a, a very specific plot thread that I think is very important to what is going on in the yes. X-Books. So it may just be something they're trying to get through. It could be, yeah. Like they, like, they wanted to do this. This has to come out now. So you have this information, then we can move on to the next stuff. So yeah. I, I, I get it. Right. Kind of. Um, and yes, while Batman Catwoman will be the continue, it will literally be the 15 issues that you were missing mm-hmm. from his run. This is, after this, Tyne in the Fourth. Neat. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, X-Force number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman The Last Night on Earth is also ending. And while I think this book is fine. Wow, so I much, thought that already ended. Yeah, no, it didn't. It's just so late. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, wow, th- this has been a th- it's been kind of cool. I wish it had used the oversized format. Me too. I think I, I feel like Capullo could have had a lot of fun with that. But maybe that's not his thing. Like some artists. Yeah, it could be. He's like, no. no, no I, I tried I, it and it was just too much. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't like that. Maybe he just prefers the standard format size, and he just felt more comfortable there. But I would have still loved to have seen it. Uh, me too. <laughs> uh, but it is wrapping up. So this will be this will be it. I mean, we're gonna see. And I saw uh, Snyder on Twitter talking about like how he's like, thank you very much, my Batman run, blah, blah, blah. Like, it sounds kind of like a farewell. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he really does mean that he's going to stop doing Batman stories. Oh. I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> but it would be interesting if it was like, I'm, you know, he's stepping down from Justice League. This is his last, like, final say on Batman. You know, Tynan's taken over for Batman. So, you know, that's like, like he's continuing anyway mm-hmm. and it could be maybe maybe snyder's like i'm only gonna do some indie stuff and maybe i'll go over to marvel and do those marvel projects i talked right. about right exactly but uh, you also we should also mention that before you get to the big thing that everybody's really excited about that's actually coming out excalibur number four is also coming oh out. really yes uh i think there are a marauders number four is coming out oh shit um is new mutants coming out? i bet new mutants is also coming out if it's on number four no i'm kidding um new yeah. mutants number four is coming hey, out. all right so i think it's like all of the tie-ins or not tie-ins but all but of this series are coming to their fourth issue is this the end is that are they I, only four issues i don't know I, I don't think that they are. I thought they were. I think it's four to six. I think it's like okay. either four or six. I'm not sure about that. In any in any case. So like it'll be an X heavy week again. Don't forget the reason that your your wallet will probably be hurting so much is because there is the risk, of course, putting out comics the following week because it is a holiday. Yeah. Um. And so I'm sure they're trying to push it out that just that last year push. Yeah. Because they also want to be able to report that. <laughs> as part of their fiscal year there. Right. Or whatever. That's probably true. Um, and uh, and Doomsday Clock number 12 should be coming out next week. I don't believe it. By next week, you mean literally in like two days. Oh, that's right. In two days. Yeah. D- but there's still time. 
for it to be delayed. It won't be delayed. Diamond could screw up. This is this will be it, and then we'll finally get the trade that we would all like to read two the years full ago. one, yeah. not just half of one. But yeah, Doom Doomsday Clock supposedly is ending this week, mm-hmm. and when it does, that'll be it. Yeah, and we'll see what DC is gonna do next. Mm-hmm. Probably nothing. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I've loved this series. I can't wait to read the rest of it. I can't wait to can't wait to go back and read I it all. I certainly have loved parts of it. Yeah. And like I'm looking forward to reading it as a whole to see if I like the entire journey as a whole, as yeah. opposed to just the individual pieces that like stuck out in my mind because of the the length. The of heavy time. delays. Yeah. yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be cool. Hopefully, everyone's like talking. Uh, the the even the trade was like the finally the fight between Doctor Manhattan and Superman. I'm like, who cares? I just want to see how it like. I, is that what you even is that what everyone's been teased is like the fight? I don't care if they fight. I just yeah, want to know what happens. Literally, that's I'm I'm like this is one of those books where it's like I don't need the action. I just want the conversation. Yeah, I just want to know what happens. I just like I'm down for that. But it so. sounds fun, so mm-hmm. we'll check that out. And of course, we'll be seeing uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker on uh, Thursday night. Thursday night. So we'll talk about that in the future. Uh, so you know, that's about it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hey, before we go. There's two winners that we need to select. Yeah, so let's. Uh, my let's... phone is uh, in the other room, so I can't even see if uh, Danielle. Well, maybe told me. maybe I'll get the notification instead. Yeah, maybe Danielle will let you know. She'll who let me. Won. I'm gonna get that notification. But we got to announce two winners. It's coming any moment. Remember now. the stipulations: you must live in the continental United States, and uh, you have to be comfortable emailing me your address because I need to get it. Don't put it in the chat. Email me. No, no, me. no. We will have very specific instructions. Once the winners are selected, which is going to be at any minute. I honestly can't believe the Doomsday Clock is going to be coming to an end. There's something weird about it where it's just like... Yeah, once that happens, it's like, what are we going to complain about? (laughs) No, no, no. I don't even mean that. I just mean like, there's something about like the unknown that's almost more exciting than having something at times. At times, not always. Sometimes just having something's great. No, it's true. But it's speculating on like what Doomsday Clock means. Uh, It's it's going to be really fun to see. I have the winners. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm really off. excited when, that I have them. When you do win, sound off. Let us know what you All right, we have two winners here. Thank you all so much for entering. You guys are great. The first winner is Brandon Koss. Hey, Brandon, congratulations. You just won yourself a $24.99 Bloodshot trade that collects 14 issues, plus, and this is the most exciting thing, a sticker from Comic Pop. Hey, that is truly the most exciting thing. Um, so Sal is going to, or have you email him? Yes, email me at sal at comicpop.net. That's sal at comicpop.net. Email me your address, and I will make sure that Valiant uh, sends you this along yes, with one of our that stickers. Was Brandon Koss. Hopefully Brandon you're Koss. Th- still there. Yeah. Hopefully you're still there. If not, this I don't know what we'll do. We've never had, not had somebody I here. I know, I know. Um, yeah, he's still here. Excellent. Uh, fantastic. Okay, and now are we ready for the second winner? Uh, yeah, I think we are. Okay, the second winner is Mallrat Derek. Hey, Mallrat Derek, congratulations, man. You got yourself a fancy schmancy, uh, bloodshot trade. Here, you can hold it. I'm holding it. By the way, you don't get this one. That's mine. This is ours. We breathed on this one. Yeah, you don't don't want want this one. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Let me, let me, yep, he's still here. No, he's still here. But uh, yes, congratulations, you two lucky winners. Yeah. You just got yourself 
uh, trade paperback of Bloodshot, courtesy of Valiant. Uh, email me, sal at comicbob.net, and let me know your address, and I will make sure that it all uh, gets out to you right. uh, post-haste. I see more at Derek there uh, and Brandon. Cost, just email sal, sal at comicbob.net. More at Derek, same deal, by the way. Yeah, well, he, I saw him. I saw he, yeah, I know. He's definitely here, so mm-hmm. email that on over, and they'll get this out to you guys. Yeah. Uh, if we don't hear from Brandon in the next couple of days, uh, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. By the way, next week, we're going to do another giveaway. So if you didn't win this week, don't be discouraged. Just come back. Yeah. You never know. Us. You never know what we're going to be giving away over here and what books we're going to be talking about. Maura, Derek, I can't sign them. They're not actually coming from us. Nope. Ma- they're going to come from the offices of Valiant. You're going to yeah. get a, a hot off the presses fresh book from a comic book publisher yeah. directly from them. So, uh, all right, great. Glad, thank Yay, you Brandon is here. Yay! Good. But, uh, and yes, yeah. and they have our stickers. So they we do have we don't stickers. even know what they're going to send. I, I really don't. I, they, I gave them a variety, so we'll see what happens. Fantastic. But uh, yeah, man, thank you very much. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time here on Off the Rack and, of course, here on Comic Pop. You like this show? Give it a like. Subscribe to the channel. Click the bell for notifications. Just get those notifications and we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode if you can't get if you, if you can't stop you gotta get more comic pop there's an episode of the good the bad and the ugly where we talk about <laughs> Marvel Max books uh, R rated uh-huh. Marvel books if you ever wanted to see Thor uh, curse well you won't but you get all kinds of other cursing and stuff going on in that, in that mm-hmm. episode so check it out over here on this channel and uh, so much more this week of course we're gonna be talking about Dark Knight, The Golden Child. It's one of the most recent episodes. Uh, yeah, the, the turnaround of this is incredible. Yeah. I'm All so right, Brandon, congratulations, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, email me, you two lucky winners, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Thank you very much, Tiffany, for joining me, of course. Of course. And uh, yeah, check out all those books recommended, and we'll see you guys next week. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.